Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Episode 152, when the ones you want don't want you. And wah, then wah. <laughs> when the ones that you don't want, want you. <laughs> and we're going to explain why this happens because through all of our work, both Kate and I have heard this story countless times. So if this is you, we're going to unpack why this is happening and how to actually change it. And of course, you know, we're going to dive deeply into all things fantasy about love. And for me, when I think of like for me, the reason this happens is because women are authentic with the ones they don't have attraction to. And you put on a show and a performance and all your patterns show up with the ones that you are attracted to and the ones that you want. And then you wonder why they don't want you. So that's the secret. That's what's happening. You are your true self and you're relaxed when there isn't a big attraction charge and you're not trying to get a relationship with them, when you're not trying to get them to like you. The second you want someone to like you and you're trying to get them to like you, all of your shit's going to come up. And then no one can actually like the real you and it defeats the purpose of what you want to have happen in the first place. Yes. Brilliant, Miss Daniele. Brilliant. Because this <laughs> is the reason why people fall in love with their best friend. It's like, oh, we were just best friends. I didn't, I wasn't even attracted to him. That happened with Charlie and I. We were really close friends for about four months and I was dating someone else at the time. And I didn't think anything of him and other people were like, Charlie's handsome. And I, I honestly did not see him that way. And then one day something shifted and I was like, whoa, because I was myself and it, our connection and our relationship got to organically deepen. Like it took many, many, many months to get to that place. How, how natural and beautiful is that versus most women out there, fast food dating, just wanting everything now, 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 now. And what that does, just like you said, it keeps us in our patterns. I, I haven't had the experience of ever falling in love with a friend because I only dated from fantasy. <laughs> and, and the thing that I always tell my clients and all the research has shown this now that friendship is what makes relationships last like yeah. period. Right. And it's not, I mean, I think we can take the pressure off of like, marry your best friend. Like, you know what? It's okay. If like your partner's not your best freaking friend, like we want you to have lots of friends. Like let's not add another thing to put on the pressure of relationship. But when you're dating, most women don't pay attention to, do I even like this hurt person? <laughs> like, do I even like who this person is in the world? Do I respect this person? Then do I like how they show up for me? Then do we have the same vision? Most people are dating from the perspective of, do we have a spark? Is there passion? Is there energy and electricity between us? And most of the time, the energy of electricity is a trauma bond. 
it's your childhood pattern being like, ooh, this person sounds like, feels like, looks like, smells like mom and dad. And now <laughs> my childhood patterns are going to show up. And if, you know, I want to say there's also this very real thing of the moment we like someone, right? Like the, our, our heart beats faster. You know, there are maybe butterflies. You do get excited. Like that's what makes falling in love so intoxicating. But the personal development work, the reason you become conscious is being able to say, oh, okay, that's happening because I'm turned on by this person. I am excited about this person, but I don't know them yet. Yes. Like, okay, this is just, this is yumminess in my body that's happening, but I'm not going to make decisions from that place. And I, you know, I remember breaking up with my ex, literally being like, I don't like him. Like I was, I thought I was in love with him and had all this charge around it but I didn't like him as a person. Like I didn't even have that friendship vibe with him. And then now with Andrew, I mean, eight years now, and of course having a baby changes fucking everything about your relationship. Half the time, what I'm thinking is like, this is my friend. Like this is the friend that I can rely on and trust. And then I'm still attracted to, but I'm not playing games with because when the butterflies fade and the chemistry shifts. And when there's a different season in your relationship, the thing that you're going to rest on is friendship. So the first piece of why the ones you want don't want you is because you are probably playing games. You're probably putting on a performance. You're putting all this pressure on yourself and not being authentic. And someone can't fall in love with you if you're not being you. Just FYI. (laughs) They can't love you if you're not being you. Totally. And, and, and like, is it, I mean, here's a great opportunity for you to check in. Is it your, is it the idea of this person that you are falling for or in love with, or there's the church bells, God agrees. Is it the idea of this person or is it the person? Like, is it, who are they? How do you feel when you're around them? How do they treat other people? How do you feel when you're not with them? That's an important Mm, piece. How do they show up? I hope you can hear me. Okay. The church bells are really loud, but it's like, how do they show up in between? And, and most of the time we're not actually in relationship with the person we're dating. We're in relationship with the fantasy we've made up in our heads about the person. And, you know, I've even experienced this dating recently, like the feeling of a really beautiful connection. And and for me being really in myself and anchored in me and feeling a soul connection. But like you said, it still doesn't mean I know the human. And so, and that takes time. It actually takes a long time. In fact, it takes only forever to get to know people in our lives. And we're constantly painting who we think people are onto them. And then, you know, which creates a whole can of worms of other issues in relationship, but ultimately it's like who, what part of you is liking this person? Is it your pattern? If you have a pattern, if you have anxiety and you are drawn to emotionally unavailable men or physically unavailable men, because that's what you witnessed as a child, or one of your parents was like that as a child, and you're constantly chasing the guy who you cannot have, That's not actual love or attraction. That's not actually liking someone. That's liking your, that's your wound, liking their pattern. Yeah. That is the little kid inside of you who didn't get what she needed as a child, liking this man or or woman's pattern. Not, it's not a soul connection. So start to unpack, like after you go on dates and when you start to really like someone, think about what you like. 
What do you like about them? Who they are as a human? How do you feel when you're around them? How do you feel when you're not around them? Are you in anxiety? Mm. And, you know, sometimes you can be anxiety when you like people, but also like if the person, if it's a healthy connection, there's a consistency when there's a healthy connection and so it versus game playing. So start to start to inquire what part of you is interested in this person to begin with. And I'm thinking about all all of the energy and patriarchy and magazines right now, like we have to have the compassion and name. Most of the time women are dating from who do I have to be in order to get someone to like me? Mm-hmm. Like, like the reason we're doing this podcast is because we're dismantling all of that shit from the ground up of the pressure that women have are putting on themselves all the time to think it's your job to get someone to like you. So let's really, when the ones that you want don't want you is because you are trained to believe that you have to be someone you're not in order to get attention from men. And then you've been trained to believe that if someone doesn't like you, it's because you've done something wrong. So let's flip this for a second. If the ones you want don't want you, they're not the ones you want. Yeah. Like that, that's the attitude that you have to have. I don't want who doesn't want me. But if this is a pattern of all the people that I like don't end up liking me back or the people that I don't like end up liking me, you look at whether or not you're being authentic in your life. So you have to say to yourself, what, how do I actually behave when I really like someone? And I'll never forget, um, I, I probably have said this in the podcast before because it was so powerful when I read it. Alison Armstrong essentially did a teaching where she said, if there is an attraction on, of a scale of one to 10. If you are at a 10 attracted to someone, survival will take over and you actually can't help but not be authentic. Like you won't be authentic because all you care about is getting that person's attention. And the same is true for men. If it's a 10 on for him, all he's going to want is sex. Like that's the biological imperative when the attraction is that strong. I think I said this in the truth about attraction episode. So this, that's a good episode that will partner with this one because attraction makes us crazy, right? Chemicals make us crazy. And so it takes consciousness is the ability to say, oh, there's a big charge here. It's probably not good for me to date that person. I can enjoy this charge, but that's not going to work out because I'm going to go into survival mode of the patterns. So the practice of knowing that you're enough and recognizing how often what men are doing dictates how you feel about yourself. That's what you have to heal. That's what kills me, right? When I'm listening to clients, emotional mastery is at the cornerstone of my work. If you are dating and you're happy when you're getting attention and then you're unhappy when you're not, that's a problem. If you're only happy when things are going your way and then you fall apart when they're not, that's a problem. That's about maturity. Life ebbs and flows. Your dating life can't dictate how you feel about yourself. What men think about you cannot dictate how you feel about yourself. And then the last thing I want to say is, you know, there's, there's, is that teaching of become a match for the kind of person you want, right? Like that, that's how energetics work, (laughs) but If you think that you have to become someone you're not, or you think you have to fix yourself because you're broken and therefore you're not available to the high quality caliber of a partner that you want, that's the problem. But a child view is I don't have to do any work on myself. I'm enough and I'm just going to be loved. Yes. A parent to child relationship is unconditional love. A adult to adult relationship is not an unconditional love. 
you actually have to show up in relationship. You actually have to have skills in relationship. You have to actually know how to be vulnerable and empathetic and accountable. So if the ones you want don't want you and you want a high quality man, we have a, man, we have a lot of episodes on how to attract them. I want you to actually say to yourself, am I really available for that? right? You're not available for that. If you're not being authentic, you're not available for that. If you think you're entitled to that without doing any work, you're not available to that. If you have low self-esteem and you don't know how to set boundaries, you're not available for that. If you don't believe you're worthy of him, you don't believe that you deserve healthy love. That's what all the inner work is. So there's the pieces around not being authentic but then there's the piece of, am I actually a match for what I say I want? Am I behaving all throughout the day in my life like someone who is an, a match for the caliber of person that I want to create have in my life? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's like if you're dating from a place of being full inside of yourself, your life is full, your friendships are full, you love you you love your life and you're already satiated then you're going on that date at a at in an anchored place within yourself so you're not going on the date trying to get something but if you're trying to get some sort of validation from this guy that's and i think of like all the women i've worked with who have that this pattern of wanting the ones who don't want you it's almost always a pattern and it's almost always unavailable men to prove that they're worthy and here's the thing you're never you are never going to feel worthy from getting the the most unavailable, good looking man on planet earth, you're still not going to feel worthy. That's never going to make you feel the worth inside of you. In fact, it's going to keep reinforcing that you are not enough, that you are not beautiful enough, that you're not smart enough, that you are not lovable, that you are not worthy because you're chasing it from the outside. And most women who are doing this don't know they're doing this, but here's how you know, if it feels like a fucking roller coaster, if you feel mm. like love is painful and toxic, if you feel like you're constantly like it, feeling these breadcrumbs in these moments of beautiful connection and love. And then all of a sudden you're in the gutter and you feel like you've lost it. And it's this torturous thing. Like if you have that torturous love, which also we learn in the movies, like most movies and TV shows, like they're dramatic and torturous and love and hate and pain and they hurt each other. And it's just this chaotic thing. Like if that's what you're experiencing, this is your wound and the deeper work must happen in order for you to experience healthy love. And in order for you to be willing to let it in, because if that part of you is choosing, you're going to keep choosing someone who can never actually give you the thing you want. And that's the self-fulfilling prophecy. That's the setup of the saboteur and the inner child going out there, choosing your, your relational partners, choosing your dates. They're always going to be drawn to the ones who cannot meet you where you need to be met. So what you have to do first, exactly what you said, in other words, you have to meet yourself first. You have to learn to love yourself. You have to be, and this is a lifelong journey. It's not a destination, but be in relationship with yourself and learn to create a life that feels supportive of you so that when you're out there dating, you're not in deprivation. You're not desperate for attention. You're not desperate for validation, but you're anchored in your worth. And so you know that no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. I know that you know, no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. I have so many friends who have beautiful relationships and Mariana says this about her partner. They've been together 10 years. I think she said it last week on the episode. They've been together 10 years. They have a beautiful, amazing, really self-aware, incredible relationship. 
And she knows that her life is going to be amazing, whether it's with Nick or without. Like this is what's available to us when you are anchored in yourself and you're a sovereign woman. You're not a child going on dates or a teenager going on dates, trying to get attention, trying to get love, trying to get table scraps of validation. You are worthy of so much more and you're never going to let it in until you change your relationship with you. So prioritize yourself. This matters more than anything. I, I'm so glad we're talking about the unrequited love and the, the end of the child trying to get attention and get somebody to love them. And I really like it, that needs to be ingrained for everyone. What you just said about you will never feel worthy because you already know this, like no amount. If you've been this person and this was my I mean, I wanted my ex to change. Like I really was convinced that if I could get him to love me, then I would be okay. And you, anyone who's been in that pattern knows that you're never going to be okay. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, even if you get the thing you want, it won't fulfill what only your own love and touching your own heart can fulfill. Yes, And so the, it's a big difference to date from, I am worthy and let's see who meets me. And prove to me that I'm worthy and I'm dependent on your love and attention. Very two, two very different experiences. Yes. And it's that chasing special love, which is ego love, right? Your ego is never going to be AKA saboteur is never going to be satiated from special love. It's going to, and this is why women are, it's, you know, it's so fascinating. Like all the, the fantasy of like, I need to be perfect to get the guy. And so they like change what they look like. And they, they do all these things and spend all this money to be perfect on the outside for a guy, but not willing to invest in themselves on the inside, but willing to spend so much money changing their outside, having the perfect clothes and cosmetic surgery and, and, you know, all of this stuff that women are doing to themselves to try and be perfect enough to get love. Meanwhile, like who they really are is not being seen. And so they go on dates and who are they going to attract guys who are fake guys who are superficial guys who are disassociated and disconnected from their hearts and their souls. Like that's not going to get you the love that you desire. You do not have to change who you are in order to have love. You get to let love open you and deepen you so you can experience more of who you are. But if you're changing who you are to get love that means you're, I mean, this couldn't be more of a setup. That means somebody is going to choose you based on someone you are not, someone you are pretending to be. This is the shapeshifter and the fantasy addict kind of melded into one. It's like this idea that we have to be a certain way in order to get a guy to choose us. And now this guy is choosing us based on someone we're not. How devastating is that? No wonder your self-esteem's in the gutter, if this is you. Like, no wonder women feel so shitty about themselves. And I used to do this. I've been right there with you, totally contorting myself to try and get the guy's attention, get his approval. And then when you get it, you feel horrible because you had to do all these things that are not you to get it. As self-fulfilling prophecy. Let us love changes. you for who you are. And if they don't, and we said this a couple episodes ago, like, good, let them leave, like, let them leave. And you know, what, what's your saying? I like your saying that you say, 
Not, oh, well, but it not, no big deal. Oh, no no big big deal. deal. (laughs) No big deal. I love that. It's like no big deal because ultimately like how many times have you been hooked into and obsessed with or hanging on to like a stranger? I think of like how many times when I was a fantasy addict, I was so hooked into these, these guys and I didn't even know them. And it was like this idea in my head, this complete story I'd made up in my head about someone And they're on a pedestal. Meanwhile, I'm pining away and I'm suffering like crazy to try and get this person to see me, which they'll never see me, especially as a projector. I'm like, that's not going to go well. But it's like pining away, trying to get them to see me, which they'll never see me because I'm not being me. And like, it's a torturous place to be. When you get, when you finally are yourself in the world. And like, if this makes no sense to you, join me in the reclamation. It starts the beginning of December, join Catherine in her homecoming or one of like homecoming's probably the best for this. Um, open, open to love's coming out in the holidays. Oh, perfect. Open to love. Like we have programs that help you know your own soul. So you can be and do, I highly recommend you do them all, like do both of our work. Cause they're so complimentary, but start to show up in your life as you, if you don't know, you get to know you, if you don't know, you do a program where you get to know your patterns intimately. So they're not taking over and you get to know your own soul. So you can be that woman on the date who's powerful, who's making an impact, who's sprinkling fairy dust on every date she goes on because she actually genuinely sees people and is curious, but isn't attached to a result, isn't trying to get something. And you just get to be your magical self. And when someone's aligned with you, it's going to work out. You don't have to control it. You don't have to force it. You don't have to contort yourself. You don't have to date your best friend if you don't actually like him just because you feel like you're going to be alone forever if you don't. Love will come your way when you're ready, when you stop trying to control. And when you do, when you come home to yourself and that's who you're walking through the world as. So time to start investing in yourself and stop investing in all those things outside of yourself to try and change your life or be more perfect on the outside. And unhook from whether or not you're getting men do not have the power to determine your worth or your beauty. And most women are dating from that place. Right. And I I've shared my story before every boyfriend I ever had broke up with me. So I had quote unquote reason to believe there must be something wrong with me. I must be unlovable rather than the healthy attitude of just, okay, I don't want who doesn't want me. I'm grateful for those experiences. We're just moving on. We have so many epic episodes around breakup transformation and how to have a healthy supportive attitude around this, because I think this is where this really gets tested. Like if women are like, well, you know, I keep not getting what I want or I keep being rejected. Well, take a look at how you're showing up on dates, right? That's why the self-fulfilling prophecy is both the bad news and the good news. It's bad news because you're having it happen. The good news is you can shift. So you get to decide. And I'm really just so sick. I'm so sick of women deciding that they are enough or worthy based on whether or not a man wants them. And that's what patriarchal culture is. So you have to, like, I have compassion because I certainly, I thought my job was to be desirable to men. I totally was that in my twenties. And so it's that, you know, this episode and every episode on the new truth is about like, literally it feels like every episode is about unpacking, like going through your house and emptying a million boxes right now in my own house. That's what it feels like to heal. It's like emptying the boxes and then throwing the shit out that is not yours. That doesn't belong yes. to you. And then keeping what is. 
And what is yours is your worth and your beauty and your deserving of good, beautiful things in your life and your joy that all belongs to you. And no one can take that from you or tell you that it's good or bad or um, there or not. So and that's it much, for me. How much would the whole world change if women just like walked through the world worthy and treating themselves this way and demanding it and like no longer trying to source their worth from men's approval. Like everything would fucking change. The entire patriarchy would be flipped on its head. And yeah, so, so much, so much is here for you. So much is available for you. You don't have to suffer in the drama, Grey's Anatomy drama, or, you know, like all these like love stories we've been fed that are so dramatic and so ridiculous. Like if you had a chaotic childhood, probably you're going to be drawn to the drama. If you love reality TV show, probably you're going to be drawn to the drama. It's like, but it's your life force and it's so precious. So you get to be picky as fuck with who you surround yourself with. And I suggest only surround yourself with people you feel fucking amazing to be around who see you and love you and support you and cherish you and honor you. So that is possible for you. We love you. Thank you for listening. As always, share this episode with a sister in need. And we love to hear from you. you could join us on the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.